Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. Here we are at uh, our podcast number 293. We're in Psalm number 82. And it seems like, Stephanie, we're just cranking through these Psalms. And some days it seems like we're moving fast. Other days it seems like we're moving slow. But the goal, the mission, our laser-focused mission with these podcasts is to see people with hurting hearts helped by God's Word. And uh, I think we're doing that. I, I, I mean, we're trying our best. And so catch us up, Stephanie. What do you think about our laser-focused mission? Wow. Well, I think it's a pretty exciting thing to get to see God work. And um, I'm very thankful to know that he's strong and mighty and that there's nothing he can't do because my flesh feels really weak today. So I'm glad God's strong and that nothing stops him. You know, I can tell you this, Stephanie, we get older. You know, if you read those verses about getting older, it's happening, man. Uh, And, uh, Thanks. Thanks for that reminder. Well, I'm a lot older than you, and I'm telling you, I woke up this morning, it was 23 out, and I did not do my walk. So uh, I just gave up on my walk. I guess I'm glad I don't live in Indiana. But uh, so here we are at the Norton knuckleheaded moment. So, uh, Stephanie, it's your turn. Are you ready for this? Well, Doug, I think I'm going to go with you might be a knucklehead if you lie on Facebook about people. You know, there it is right there. And you know, those prayer requests that are rumors, cut it out. You know, we can, uh, we can do better than that. And again, these knuckleheaded moments are for you to help you, to help you not do those things. And like, don't put a prayer request out that says, Doug was a good guy, but pray for him and, and think that you're not spreading rumors because you use the term pray for him or pray for her. Or, you know, that's just kind of weird. And we don't want to do that. And, you know, but we don't do people who are regular members of this podcast, Stephanie, they don't do that. I mean, we got some of the greatest people known to mankind listening to us. We get to meet them at churches, and, and uh, you know, isn't it funny how we meet people and they say, we feel like we know you. I mean, that, didn't that freak you out at Pensacola a couple of weeks ago? That, mm-hmm. that freaked me out. They're like, Doug, oh, I know everything about you and Stephanie. And I'm like, tell me a little more about myself because I don't. I don't know a lot about myself <laughs> at all. And... Uh, and they did. They told me, well, you know, and, uh, but anyway, Hey, we love you folks out there. Thanks for coming up to us wherever we go and telling us about the podcast. But here we are on Psalm number 82 and we're still dealing with Asaph. And I, I said, coming out of the shoot yesterday morning, Stephanie, that I believe Asaph and David, and I believe these folks are old friends of ours. They're, they're people who've been through junk. They're people who've seen the, the bad side of life, who know what it's like to have a hurting heart. They're people who feel what PTSD feels like. And, you know, maybe not in a contemporary sense, but certainly they were worried for their lives. They were, you know, there were kingdoms taking over. There's things going on. And here we are in Psalm 82. And so we just finished up Psalm 81, and we were dealing with some pretty cool stuff. It was telling God, saying, sing aloud to me and don't give to your own lust. And, you know, be ready for the Sabbath. When those trumpet plays, be in your seat. Be there for your appointed time. Be ready to worship and have your heart right. And uh, no matter what you're going through, no matter what junk is there, you're coming to worship the Most High God. You're coming to worship a God that's greater 
than the rest. You're coming to worship a God that is the only God that can save your soul. And so here we are with Psalm number 82, and it says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. He long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked. Selah, and that's with a question mark. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. And it's telling us to defend the poor and the fatherless, to help those people out. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk in darkness. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are just, of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of ye are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, and thou shall inherit the nations. And you know, a term my mother used to use years ago, and I actually made a song. They must have stole this from mom, but years ago, you know, the expression up in New England was the devil dances in empty pockets. And, uh, you know, if you're poor and you don't have any money, I mean, some people would, uh, you know, put their junk out there, do whatever it takes to earn a buck or a meal or something like that. And, and my mother always said the devil dances in empty pockets. And I believe that's what the psalmist is saying. Now, as we went through this, Stephanie, what, what came to your mind and heart? Wow. Well, I think this is just a real Asaph's raw here. He's, he's just being bluntly honest. And um, it's like verse 1 is a proclamation of, of the truth that he knows yeah. to be true by faith. Absolutely. And then verse 2 is what he sees with his human eye. And um, he just says, how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? And it's just like he's, this is what's going on in his head. This is the raw facts. And um, I know you and I were talking last night um, about a person that's just wreaking havoc in so many people's lives right now. And I know I said to you something along the lines of, I don't understand. I don't understand why God lets this person live and continually cause destruction, continually cause heartache. And he, he took Charles life. It makes absolutely no sense. And I think that's where Asaph is in verse two of just saying this now, makes now no me, sense. Let me just interject at this moment. So Stephanie's not talking about the man who took Charles life. She's no, talking, no. she's talking about this knucklehead who's just running havoc over people, running roughshod over them. As a matter of fact, that the authorities believe they got the guy. We don't know whether they did or not. Stephanie has no ill will but they do believe they got the guy who shot Charles. But I know what she, you know what Stephanie's saying here, and this is something that everybody here with PTSD, everybody here with a hurting heart, everybody here who's breathing has thought of, why would God take a uh, God-given, decent guy, eight kids, decent wife, and yet he lets this guy run roughshod over all his friends and family, and but at the same time, God's will is perfect. So back to you, Stephanie. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. No, no, it, no. You're fine. Yeah, it came out. Uh, and I wanted to make sure people understood the difference there. Yeah, no, I think that's that's exactly where um, ASAP, at least from where I sit looking at this, that's where he is. He's in verse one, he, he makes that proclamation of he knows this is who God is. And yet verse two is that what he sees from the horizontal view. And um, and that leads to then that heart cry of of crying out to God in verse three, asking God in three and four to to, to be just, to be just in his dealings yeah. and to be God, to be God, the God that he promises to be. And, um, you know, this is inspired. I, and that's what I love about these Psalms is they're just real. They're, they're where we live. They're where 
you know, the thoughts we think, the, the things we struggle with. Yeah, no, they're exactly right. Asaph is going through the same thing you're going through today. He went through that thousands of years ago. And, and I'm so glad that God preserved this for us, that we can see this. And we have these same types of questions and these same things come on our mind. They, you know, they, they constantly dig around and, and they're talking about the judgment here and the judge and, and, and these words, and I know these words mean a lot to you about the fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and the needy. It seems like some people out there take advantage, Stephanie, of the poor and the fatherless, and they, they take advantage of, of those people who are in a little uh, lower time. You know, like it goes on to say, deliver the poor and needed them out of the hand of the wicked. And, um, and you know, here's Asaph saying, I see this going on. You know, there, there were no welfare programs at this time. There were no anything out there. So if a lady was widowed and her kids and, and uh, th there just was nothing there. And here's Asaph saying that God's telling him to tell us, take care of these people. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a job we have. And I think when we, now this goes back, I know we say this like every 10 podcasts, but I think this is significant. This goes back to one of the conversations you and I had early on where we said, you know, your healing involves helping others. And uh, mm -hmm. And here's Asaph talking, praying, uh, bringing these things up, you know, talking from a term of judgment about these other people. And, and, uh, and that, that even still applies in 1 Timothy. In 521, I remember reading that. Uh, you know, it still applies that there are people being abused, and we're not doing that. We're not allowing to hap that to happen on our watch. We're not allowing that to happen at our temples, our churches. We're not allowing that to happen. Uh, we're just going to take care of these folks. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, have you... Have you witnessed anybody treating you differently since you were widowed and or your kids differently? Yeah, both on positive and negative ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've seen we've seen love outpoured in ways that yeah. have left us speechless in ways that have overwhelmed us. Um, yeah. still to this day, there's there's those days that you feel at rock bottom and God sends some brother or sister in Christ along with a text, a card in the mail, um, whatever, just to remind you, you're not forgotten. You're not alone. And that, that means the world. And that's, um, that's a job for us. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm that's, probably, that's bearing each other's burdens yeah. as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I guess there's a couple things that happens when people get widowed or become widowers, um, one, there's there's a couple kinds of ways you can approach that, really about three or four. And there's, there's one group of people who just want to take your life over. And I know you came across some of those folks. You know, they just want to say, well, Stephanie, you know, you don't have a husband anymore. You know, we're going to take your life over and tell you everything you need to do. And then there's a group of people who want to say, get over it. And uh, then there's a group of people who are the people you're talking about, the salt of the earth, who want to send those cards, send those flowers, pray for you, love you, know that God's with you, know things are going good. And then that fourth group, that fourth group, make believe they didn't know anything happened because they don't know what to do. So tell us while we're stopped here at this juncture, what's the right thing? I just told you to four. What's the right thing that people listening can do for folks when they have a great loss in their life or uh, when there's been a major change? What's the right thing to do? Well, I think wow. Um, one, if you can only do one thing, pray. Obviously, yeah. and I don't mean just token prayers. I mean where you're interceding, you're lifting them up before the throne of grace. Yeah. Um, you're being that that Aaron and her principal to Moses. Yeah. Um, you know, go if you, if you don't have money, you can send a text, you can send a message. Um, 
you know, take a meal if you're in the church of someone who's hurting, take them a meal. Unless you're a slob. Uh, if you're a slob, pick it up somewhere. <laughs> you know, go get on the road and pick it up somewhere. If you got like cat hair everywhere and your house is a mess. And oh, Doug. You, you don't take care of those personal hygiene items. Oh. If you're going to bring somebody food, call Domino's, all right, and send it to the house. Otherwise, people aren't going to eat it. They're going to freak out. They see you picking your nose at church, not smelling good. Oh, man. So anyway, we're you're back. You're digressing. I, and I didn't mean to. God forgive me for this. But anyway, <laughs> going back, so... Number one, pray. Now, if if somebody doesn't know you, is is the death of your spouse a time to say, I want to be your friend, try to get close to you, things of that nature? No, no. And it's not the time to offer advice. Yeah. Um, I had people offering me advice straight out of the gate. And um, I'll be honest, God just, I part of it was I was still in shock, but I remember inside and I didn't have knucklehead in my vocabulary at that point. And you didn't but say wow they, either, but we've got you, we brought you a long way. Yeah, You have, you have, you've expanded my vocabulary drastically. Yeah. Um, but they were knuckleheads, you know, and, and it's like, you don't give, you don't give a widower or a widow advice on how to live life, you know, a week, a week out from them losing a spouse. Um, yeah. You don't tell them what's right and wrong for them. And you don't do that whether you're a week out or whether you're a year out. Um, I think having been through what I've been through, I've realized how many suppositions that are made um, in churches are not based on Bible <laughs> for um, how widows and widowers should live their lives. And Yeah. And stop just, trying to fix people up with people who are freaks. You know, <laughs> cut it out. You know, people can take care of their own self, you know, and, and so you guys who are listening, don't let people do that to you. If you, if you've been through yeah. junk, don't do that, man. I, I'm sick and tired yeah. of people trying to fix people up with ugly people and weird people and just say, Hey, I know a single person. And you know what the person's going to say? I'm glad you do. And you get out of there. Uh, <laughs> so the right thing to do so far, we got pray and, uh, we got, uh, bring by food as long as you're not a slob. And so what's the third thing you're at now? Uh, so I would, so the third thing I would say is be a non-judgment zone. Mm. Um, understand that someone who's been through a loss of a spouse um, or children that have been through the loss of a parent, they're going to be messed up sometimes. Exactly. And if you are a judge, if you're one of those people that they come to church and they're not smiling and you go, well, they're not right with God today. You need to go knock your head against a wall and get right with God because that's awful. Um yeah, they're it, not going to be okay. They're going to the, be hurting. Yeah, and here's the cool thing. The people who are listening to us are, for the most part, they've been through junk and they know exactly what you're saying. It's unfortunate that this doesn't get piped to the other folks in church and stuff, but uh, what would you tell somebody who's been through junk and somebody's strong-arming them or something? How would you tell them to get away from the knucklehead? You need to set up boundaries. Um, you need to, You don't be afraid to tell people, you know, we need our space. Thanks for the help, but, but, you know, we need our space and please yeah. shut up. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know the kids, don't call up to come pick them up. I mean, just, just weird things like that. We really have to be aware. It's okay to befriend a widow or a widower or somebody who's been through some of the greatest junk and left by their spouse. So it's okay to befriend that person, but don't take it to a level that, that hurts people, I guess, is what I'm hearing from you, Stephanie. Yeah. And don't, and don't. I think, I think one of the biggest things that happened to me that has put me on edge is 
there was people that wanted to become my friend because it was going to be advantageous to them. Yeah. And those people I want absolutely nothing to do with now. Right. Um, don't, don't, don't be a moocher. Um, unless you really want to make a very short relationship <laughs> with someone, don't be a moocher. Um, yeah. And then say that you're there to help them. That's that's terrible. And, you know, you've taken us down the path that we must walk on. And there's people on here today who are suffering from relatives. There's murders. There's relatives dying. There's all these different things going on. And some people don't want to tell the whole story. Some people don't want to regurgitate this thing over and over again, recapitulate uh, over and over again what happened. You know, I yeah. mean, I think it's time that people aren't trying to move on. Stephanie still misses Charles. Stephanie, her eight kids still miss their dad, all those things, but they don't want to be living that every time they walk into a church or something. But I want to get these last few verses, but I, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, don't let people do that to you either. If you're not comfortable sharing your story, and some of you have been through some pretty bad stuff. Uh, I've shared just over the last few days, I've probably shared five or six stories with Stephanie of people that are, uh, that hopefully we can help out a little bit, but everyone is terrible. And it's not something you really want to go to church and give on testimony day. You know, you don't yeah. want to stand up and say, so-and-so died, this happened, so-and-so, uh, you know, like, or bragamony Thanksgiving. Well, I really helped Stephanie. She's doing better because <laughs> I know her. I hate those bragamonies on Thanksgiving. You know, give a testimony. It's always the same six or seven people fighting each other to get the microphone. You know, cut it out, man. Uh, <laughs> You know, write it on Facebook if you got to let it go. You know, put it out there and say, God has been so good to me. That's what I want to do. And then it says, deliver the poor and needy, rid them, which we just covered. But it says, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. And I wanted to do four to lead into five. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, and thou shall inherit all nations. And you know what it's saying is you, you've got a couple ways you can live your life here, Stephanie. You can trust God, walk his way, do the right things, or you can live like these people who think they're gods, who go around telling people what to do or think they have some kind of an avenue or approach. But what God's saying is we can inherit the nations. We serve a great God. So, Stephanie, what would you say if you were to recap this over the next 30 to 60 seconds or so, what would you say would be the practical way of doing this psalm? Wow. Well, I think understanding that God is God and trusting him, trusting that he is in control, trusting that we can call out to him. And I've said this a thousand times, but don't be afraid to just be honest when you're crying out to the Lord. Yeah. Um, if you're hurting, if you're struggling with those questions, um, don't be afraid to tell God. He already sees your heart. He already knows what, what, what you're thinking. He already knows how you're hurting. And there's something powerful in just in scriptural, yeah. in verbalizing that. Asaph verbalized here his struggles. He verbalized what he was thinking, what he was viewing, but then he came back around to, but God's still God. So I'm going to cry out to him. I'm going to give him my needs. And the comfort that that brings us today to read to yeah. me, to read that verse, defend the poor and the fatherless. Yeah. And now I cry that out when my kids have been hurt deeply by people who have treated them awful since their dad died to be able to, to say, Lord, 
you're their defender. Would you help me with this? And would yeah, you defend yeah. children? And, and be able to cry that out is powerful. It is powerful. Friends, listen, I'm not sure what you've been through out there. I know everybody's been through some junk and some of you have been through terrible junk with family and relatives and, and all those things. But just remember our role. Just remember our commitment. We talked about it in Psalm 81. We're looking at it in Psalm 82 that we're, we need to continue to obey God's will. You know, I preached the message years ago out of uh, Psalm 82 here, where it was like the judge, the judges, and the judgment. And that's a look at our life. You know, the judge is God. He's the only Lord. He's the only God. He's the only real one. The judges, you know, there's a million people that are going to tell you what's right for your life. And then the judgment, and that's coming with God. And if we accept him and believe in him and trust him, things get good. Well, well, listen, we love you people. Make sure you get a hold of us on Facebook or somewhere, and we'll look forward to hearing from you real soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.